0: Welcome to the Elevate Life Church podcast of the week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit elevatelife.com. Good to see you, we love you. Put your hand over your heart, let's make our declarations. It's so great to be back with you and let's say this together. I am who God says I am, a child of God, the righteousness of God. I am the apple of God's eye. I am God's workmanship created for good works, and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Today, I open up my mind to receive the word of God so I can think like God, be like God, and do life the way God intended for me to live. Let's lift up holy hands. Come on, say it with me. Come Holy Spirit, help me elevate my thinking so I can elevate my life in Jesus' name. Amen. Family, good to be with you. Love on somebody around you. Give them a high five. Tell them you're glad they're here and we're glad to be home, glad to be with you. And, uh, I almost, uh, just didn't even go it directly into this series that we had planned. Cause I thought maybe I'll just talk to you all about things I've been learning, but I got the rest of my life to tell you about things I've been learning. So, uh, so I want to talk to you about what I believe is one of God's favorite subjects. And if it's not One of his favorite subjects, it's his most important subject, and that is family. And family, uh, as we begin this family talk series, um, I'm gonna gonna talk about some different things. I thought I would start by talking about God's original design for the family. And uh, most of us did not pick the families. In fact, let me just say all of us, none of us, pick the family that we were born into. If you want notes, by the way, the ushers have them, just raise your hand, they'll give you some notes. If you're watching online, there's notes available for you as well. But but we didn't pick the families that we were born into, and it was what it was, and it is what it is. And our first picture of the way family is supposed to be is based on the family that we were born into. And sometimes that's a good thing, uh, but always it's a challenging thing because again, God's original idea was family. And yet you got to know that if, if that's God's original I- idea, that he has a design, he has a, he has a thought process of how it's supposed to work. And we're just going to dive into this for the next few weeks, but I want to just give you the big thought out of the gate and that is God created family for his glory i will put an amen on that. God created family for his glory. Genesis 1, 27 and 28, very familiar passage of scripture. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them. He blessed the family, the first family. And he said, be fruitful And multiply and fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves in the earth. And so, again, in talking about what God's original design for the family is, um, oftentimes when we think about family, some of us don't have that great a memory of the families that we were that we were born into, or that we grew up in. And that's the real, real. Uh, because again, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get more into it later in this series, but really your family is, is where you're supposed to learn how to love. You're supposed to learn how to be loved. Uh, and yet oftentimes within the family, that's where we don't feel love. And that's where sometimes we don't love that well. Your families are supposed to be a place where you learn about social interaction. You're, you're supposed to learn how uh, to emotionally roll. Uh, you're supposed to learn how to uh, develop yourself. And yet, in our families, oftentimes, if we don't learn the lessons, both positively and negatively. I'm talking about from the positive experiences and the negative experiences of the families that we grew up in, then we take that into our next family. We take that into our marriages. And then if we don't learn the lesson that marriage is supposed to teach us, in other words, this person loves me the most ever. That's why I'm gonna put a ring on it. Uh, If we don't learn the positives and the negatives from that, then we bring that into our children. and then all of a sudden, you've got these layers of dysfunction. it's like it's like I grew up in this I, I mean I, you know, we see these old family clips, you know, all in the family and and you know Hollywood has their idea of what a family's supposed to look like i think I think most of us have this ideal of what a family is supposed to be, and yet let me just Let me just say something that you already know. There's no such thing as the ideal, but it's good to have an ideal, but there's no such thing as an ideal family, but there is such a thing as a family that's designed by God. And that's what we want. And so I want to just point something out about scripture. This is pretty interesting. In the Bible, there are only four chapters without sin let me let me just explain that there's Genesis one and Genesis two, but you know you've some of you have seen me do this example before, and that is that um, if you're reading the Bible you know and you get past all the introduction pages and and the table of contents page and all that and you get to the to the first page of the actual Bible so here here here's the first page and by This page man has sinned, we're two pages in. This is a picture of the perfect family. It's like, it's supposed to be this way, but it's just not working this way. Marriage is supposed to be this way. My kids are supposed to act this way. And sometimes even parents think that they've put an expectation on their kids that they don't have. They want their kids to have a good attitude, but they don't have a good attitude. They want their kids to give their best, but they're not giving their best. They want their kids to do well, but doing well doesn't just happen. I I read a book uh, over my sabbatical called Principles. Uh, it's, It's not just an easy read. It's about 600 pages. And it's by a guy by the name of Ray Dalio. Ray Dalio heads up the largest hedge fund in the history of the world. They handle $160 billion. And... By the time he was 58, he kind of wanted to be out of the business and, and had raised up a, a, a family sort of culture in his business. And long story short, within about two years that the guy that he placed as CEO didn't quite work out and he, he'd been with the company for over 20 years. And uh, so Ray had to come back in and now at 68, he's still at the helm. He's still, Given direction, he's still talking about culture, he's still talking about life principles and work principles. And this, this family, this work family that he began to establish is now 40 plus years in the making. And somehow he thought at 58 he could take his hands off the wheel a little bit and just surely everybody knows how to run this family. He said one thing in the book that so resonated with me. He said, I used to look at success and define success based on achievement. So I would look at my life and based on what I'd achieved, whether it was as a dad, as a husband, as a corporate leader, my finances. He said, I have changed my definition at 68 of what success looks like. He said, now here's how I define success. If I'm struggling well, how's your struggle going? You see, you're gonna struggle and our families, (laughs) our families, and some of you have, oh, by the way, let me just get to the, uh, the other two chapters that don't deal with sin. And it's actually the last two chapters in Revelations. So the first two in Genesis and the last two in Revelations talk specifically about heaven and, but every other chapter in the Bible deals with stuff we deal with and for how to, how, for us, how to live the word of God and how the word of God really does work in our life. But I say all that to say this, that, that here's, let me just give you a quick snapshot. Scripture has many tragic stories about families. That's that's why it's so great to read this book because it'll make you feel good about your family. (laughs) Man, this, this is in the Bible. Yeah, it's in there for a reason. It shows the devastating effects of sin in families. Adam and Eve sinned. Adam responded by blaming his wife. That's like, that's like where it started, by man not taking his place and posting blame. The sin was not that they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and they lost the power to do good and gained the power to do evil, but the, the original sin for Adam was his passivity as the leader of the family. The original sin of, of Adam was that, that when When God confronted him on it, he said, this wife, this woe man that you gave me, he blamed her, he blamed God, and he gives you a picture of just how we roll by default. (sighs) They parented two male children. This is the first family. One of the sons killed the other. That was the first family. Then God chose Abraham, and he was God's man. But one wife wasn't enough, so he married two. That really wasn't God's original intent. He eventually kicked one wife out and her child. So this isn't working for my original family. And you said, that won't work. So if you're trying that or think that would be a good idea, it won't work. Jacob married several wives like his grandfather. His 12 sons eventually sold their younger brother into slavery, you know that story. David too, didn't just have one wife, but he had, it's like, it's like, it's like, I wanna see just how far I can go down the rabbit trail. Like I just wanna see like, like Not what I can get away with, but I just want to see the end of me. By the way, marriage is the end of you. If you're married, it's the end of you. And if it's not the end of you, you're headed for divorce. I hate to give you bad news today, but we're talking about family. (laughs) Having kids is the end of you. Oh no, they're gonna do what I say. Your children introduce you to you and how well you lead. I don't care what your position is, your kids will show you how well you lead. Nobody can make me feel like a success like my children, nobody can make me feel like a failure like my children because I think, what in the world? This is how we roll as a family. Well, not me, Not, not, not really. I'm going to kind of go do this because, you know, y'all, y'all are, that's, that's kind of y'all's thing. I'm really not like y'all. Really? Let me kick your, anyway, let me just lovingly <laughs> encourage you. You can go the hard way. Anyway, okay. So family, introduce you to yourself. David had a, wives and many wives and one of his sons raped his sister. <laughs> this is the word of God. Woo! Then the daughter's brother Absalom killed the son that raped her. These are just a few of the families that you know about. These are what we call famous families in the Bible. So with that said, I just wanted to make you feel good about your family. I, I don't know what's going on in your family right now, how dysfunctional it might be, but, but God does have a design. Somebody put an amen on that. And uh, we're gonna, again, we're gonna dive into this and I've got some great stuff in the future, but I just wanna give you a couple of things today. First of all, If God has a design for your family, that means, take a look at your notes, God has a family plan. You know, Pastor Sheila and I uh, were in Florida and let me just give y'all some news for those of you who don't know about Florida, uh, especially in the Panhandle of Florida, around the Destin, Panama City Beach area, AT&T does not have good service. (laughs) Well, even when I go on sabbatical, I still do some coaching, I still you know, I try to take off most of the time, but I've got people that I still coach, and I've got to be able to talk on the phone with people, and I'm telling you, I'd be sitting in my chair, and that's been going on for about four years now. I'd be sitting in my chair and the phone just and the the, the, the signal just drops. I'm thinking, what in the world? Or thought, all of a sudden I'll be talking to somebody I'd go, hello, hello. I go, wait, let me move the phone. I go, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. So you know, we changed phone services. Went with Verizon. Seems to be better. By the way, they're paying me a promotional fee to tell you that today. And they're offering a special plan called Elevate Life Church. No, I'm just kidding. The promo code is ELC Family Talk. But uh, but but anyway, they have a family plan. Phone companies have a family plan. Gyms have a family plan. Fitness centers have a family family plan. But the truth is, we don't understand that really God has a family plan. He has this design of the way it's supposed to work. But then God, hey, how's that working for you, God? Adam and Eve, that didn't work. Then they had two sons, one of them killed the other. Mm, Okay, you had this idea for a family. That's how it started. Then you chose Abraham. Okay, so he has a plan. So here's Abraham, let's pick up the story. Genesis 12, one through three. Now the Lord said to Abraham, get out of your country. Listen now, get away from your family. Get out of your country and from your family and from your father's house. I'm gonna lead you to a land that I will show you and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing and I will bless those that bless you. I will curse those that curse you. Now listen to this. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So, so let me just give you an interpretation of this. Abraham, uh, if I'm going to do in your life what I want you to do, I've, 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 I've got to get you out of cold California. I, I, I got to get you out of your. I got to get you out of what's familiar for you because I'm doing something new in you. But not just out of your country, not just out of your state. State being not just the state of California or the, or the place where you're from but out of whatever state that comes in that state. So God says, I've chosen you, Abraham. Now, here's what I want you to do. Get out of your country. And he's, he's given it some natural, supernatural correlations here. And by the way, away from your family. You see, because here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna lead you, and if I'm gonna lead you, you can't think like your family that you grew up in. If I'm going to lead you, you can't think your ethnicity. If I'm going to lead you, you can't think the way they think. I, I want to show you stuff you haven't seen. How many of you want to see stuff God's, God has just for you and for your family? Come on. All right. So, so he says now. Here's what I wanna do. I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna make you a great nation. I'm gonna bless you. I'm gonna make your name great and you're gonna be a blessing. How do you that sounds good to you? I'm gonna bless those that bless you and I'm gonna curse those that curse you. And oh, by the way, just so you know, Abraham, even though it seems like it's about you, it's not about you. You see, in you and through you, all the families, everybody say families of the earth are gonna be blessed. That's, that's my plan. Can I tell you that God's plan has never changed? So, so Theron, stand up. So I'm prophesying. So listen to this. Theron, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you to a place I've never shown you before. Theron, I'm gonna make you and everybody that comes after you, a great tribe, a great nation, I'm gonna bless you. No matter what happened with your daddy, what happened happened, up there, uh, up there before, Theron, this is what I'm gonna do for you. I'm gonna make your name great. It might be only in a setting like this where you're stood up and the father of the house says, Theron, God says he's gonna make your name great. But that's a blessing in the earth because out of all these people, you're picked out. This is what God's saying to us. This is how special we are, whether our name's ever called or not, because we're his son. So, so I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm make your name great, but also you are going to be a blessing. I have a plan for you to be a blessing. Everybody just say your name, whatever your name is on the count of three. One, two, three, Keith. I'm going to bless you, Durant. I'm going to bless you. Whatever your name is, I'm going to bless you. But I can't bless you if you stay in that state. I can't bless you if you stay in that family mindset. I've got to get you out of that because I have a blessing for you. Now watch this. It's not just that I have a blessing for you, but I'm going to bless those that bless you and I'm going to take care of those who curse you. So don't get sidetracked with people in your family of origin, family of choice, people at work, people in your life who curse you because I'll take care of that because you're mine. Because here's the thing. If you get messed up, It's gonna mess up your blessing. Watch this now. And the most important thing, it's gonna mess up all the families in the earth that I chose you to bless. Theron, you're blessed, but you're not just blessed for you. You're blessed to be a blessing in the earth. God has a plan. Come on, give him a hand and give yourself a big hand. God says, I have this plan. I have this plan. He said, but you don't know how i messed up. Well, uh, consider Adam and Eve. Yeah, but you, you just don't know my story. Well, consider uh, Cain killed Abel, his brother, and God still worked through that family. Consider Abraham. You just don't know Yeah, Abraham was married multiple times. It, it didn't work out. It, in fact, one time he was with his wife and he was freaked out and said, she's my sister. By the way, he's the father of our faith. You just don't know what's happening in my family. You just don't know what it's like. Well, Jacob had 12 sons and one of the brothers named Joseph was sold into slavery. David had a son that raped his sister and then his son killed the son that... You see, God has a family plan. Here's the second thing. God's plan for his family is to be one with him. So, so God has this design. He says, listen, I have a family plan. Okay, the family plan is I, I want to bless you so you can be a blessing to other people. I, I, I want to I bless you, but watch this. It's not just going to happen. For me to be able to do that, you got to get out of your state. You got to get out of what's familiar You got to get out of the South. You got to get out of the North. You got to get out. In other words, you got to get out of where you're from that keeps you limited based on where I've got you going. But then also that family thing, you got to quit thinking, well, that's that's family. No, you got to get out of that mentality too. Whatever it is. So I can do what I, now God's plan for his family is for you to be one with him. So so look, here's how it's all started. Genesis 2, 24, 25, you know this. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. Everybody say "One one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and the wife, and they were not ashamed. What do you mean God has a plan for his family to be one with him? that that was the that was the listen that's th- this is the deal about marriage really hear me because this is what makes the family work that's why the enemy attacks it so bad Matthew 18 verse 18 through 20 I assure you and most solemnly most sincerely say that whatever you bind on earth or forbid or declare to be improper or unlawful on earth has already been bound in heaven, and whatever you loose or permit or declare lawful on the earth shall have already been loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you, watch this now. If two believers on earth agree, that is, are in one mind in harmony about anything, they ask the Father within the will of God, it will be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. So where there are two Or three gathered together in my name, meeting together as my followers, I'm among there. What is marriage supposed to be? You're supposed to be a power couple, not fighting with each other, not not at odds with each other. Why? Because as long as you're in disagreement, God can't do anything through you. And so why does the enemy attack it so much? Because a man's gotta leave. Listen, Abraham had to leave his daddy's thought process. He had to leave his family's thought process. He had, to, he had to take the residue of what was on him that was upline and say, okay, God, I know you wanna bless me. Okay, it's worth it. I'm gonna pick up everything. I'm gonna pick up my baggage. I'm gonna pick up everything. And, and, and I'm gonna to go to a place where you'll show me. And God says, I'm gonna bless you there. But listen, I'm gonna bless those that bless you. I'm gonna curse those that curse you. And in all the families of the earth to be blessed because of you. Wow. God's plan is for His family to be one with Him. What's the big deal about being one? Uh, I, Josh, I hope they got the scripture up. But John 17, guys, pull it up on scripture. I just want you, I want you guys to see it. Uh, no, I said 17. Oh, okay. All right. Let's, let's don't do Matthew. Thank you, son. I know. I, I, probably, I probably did say Matthew because. You're always right, just like your mother. You're always right. Okay, so do you remember the verses I gave you? Son, you sure it wasn't sixteen? Seventeen. Thank you. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read seventeen. Okay. So, it's John, by the way, not not Matthew. So here we go. So, make sure. All right. But now I come to you, this is Jesus' prayer. He's coming to God, the Father. And these things I speak in the world that they may have my joy fulfilled in them. I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you would take them out of the world, but that you would keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world just as I'm not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth as you sent me into the world. I've also sent them into the world and for their sakes, I sanctify myself that they also may be sanctified by the truth. So I separate myself. I I make some tough decisions. I do some hard things. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. And that they all may be one as you, the Father, are in me and I in you. And that they may also be one in us. Why? So that the world will believe that you sent me. and the glory which you gave me, I'm giving them that they may be one, just as we are one, I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that you have sent me and I have loved them as you loved me. In other words, that there's enough love in a family that people take notice, wow, that the world knows that God is real. Father, Jesus, Jesus, longest prayer in the Bible. I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which you have given me for you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous father, the world has not known you, but I have known you and these have known you that you sent me and I have declared to them your name and will declare it that they love that the love with which you loved me may be in them and I in them. What, what is the purpose for the family? For us to get that, that we become one, watch this, because the glory of God, you've heard me talk about it. I'll, I'll, I'll come back to it in our next series called Unstoppable. The next series after family talk is unstoppable. Why? Because I believe there's a mandate on our church to be unstoppable and that God has given us this fingerprint that nobody else has to leave an imprint that nobody else can leave. And if I'll understand my fingerprint and I'll bring that in my family and I'll discover that and develop that and deploy that in my family and learn what it is I bring with my kids when they were little, I would ask them the question, what are you contributing to this family? What are you bringing to the family? Don't just have me put a roof over your head. Don't just have me pay for your food. Don't just have me make sure all your needs are met. But I'm trying to get them to think this way. Like, like, what are you bringing? Like, what do you bring to your mom and I? What do you bring to each other? Because see, if we don't teach that in our families, then people will grow up making it about them. And that's why my kids have no excuse. I don't know about your kids, but mine don't have an excuse because they were taught better. And that's our job as a family to say, listen, we're not just this like, there's not just our four, no more. Get all we can, Can all we get and sit on the can. But we gotta learn what we're supposed to learn in our family, why? Because your next family, Josh, your next family, Kela, your next family, Whitney, is supposed to be on the shoulders of this family and it's supposed to be better, not worse. It's supposed to be richer, not poorer. It's supposed to be more blessed so that you'll be more of a blessing than your mom and I were to you. Oh God, help me, help us. God has a family plan. God has a plan for his family to be one. And then here's the last thing. God has a plan for his family to function as the unstoppable church. To be the unstoppable church, here's what I believe, and I want to close with this. God's saying, I want you to learn to have unstoppable love. You're hearing us talk more about love than ever before. Why are you hearing us talk about that? Because in this family, that's what we want. We want you to feel loved. We want you to know how much you are loved. We want you to know that we do care very much And we want this to be a place where you learn to be one with other people that transcends maybe the division of the family that you grew up in, but that we have a family of choice and we come together and we begin to get in unity and flow together. I don't even have time to go down this road. Again, I've got this, I've got so much that I want to give you, but this week I can only give you a little bit. There was a study that was done. I'm just looking for it, hang on one second. Anyway, it's for later, but. And the question was asked, it was a nationwide survey, and they said, what is it that makes a family a family? Listen very carefully now. 22% of the respondents said those who are blood, relatives, that's what family is, 22%. 6% said family are people who live under the same roof. The remaining percentage, and again, I don't have it in my mind, but what would that be for those of you that are math people? 22 20, 22, and six, 28, so what percentage does that leave? Thank you. So 92%, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> The rest of the people said, "What makes a family a family to me is people who care about me and who love me. That's why we, in this family, if we do nothing else, we wanna we wanna love better. That's you wanna know what I learned in my sabbatical? It's like God, I wanna go back, and you know, I've been the daddy, and I've been the, I've been the." kick butt when I need to kick butt and the leader and I've been leading this charge for 18 years but I'm like a grandfather now I just want to tell y'all and and part of that I'm I'm not happy with like the age thing but but last year I embraced the gray and I embraced just this this new thing and and like here's what I want to tell you I want to spend the rest of my life loving you I wanna spend the rest of my life loving you in a transformation. I wanna spend the rest of my life for when you walk in here that you feel like no matter what's going on in your family, this is your family of choice. And guess what, it's okay when you fail and it's okay when you mess up and let's get back up and let's go. So I'm asking for your permission. I'm asking for your permission. And that is, will you let me be a grandfather in this season of my life and like my, my grandchildren just love you that way. Because that's what I want. Go ahead and be seated for a minute. I'm just, I, I'm so strong. And I want people to get it. When I say I'm so strong, it's like it's like I can fight for you. I can fight, I can fight better than you for you. But I just want to love you. Like I'm tired of correcting, and I'm tired of directing, and I know I need to do that, and God knows my heart in that, but. I just want us to be a church that's guilty of loving people. I want want everybody else to correct. We told Clay and Whitney that, say, listen, when your kids are with us, they're not going to get corrected. We're going to love them. We're going to give them ice cream if we want to. And I'm stepping into a season where I'm going to be that for you. And also I also wanna say I'm sorry if at times as a dad, I wanna say it to my kids, I've already said it to my kids and will continue to say it, but in my desire to, to want you to grow and in my desire to want you to get it, I wanna apologize for coming across you strong at times. I'm just in a season of my life where I'm going, okay, God, I know I'm strong, I get it, I'm, I'm that way, but I, I wanna be just, I wanna be a strong lover like never before. So, would y'all let me do that? Would y'all just as a family embrace that? I remember Keela one time when she was in high school, we were having a family gathering. She was crying, she goes, I'm so tired of being corrected. And I said, look at me. I said, do you think I enjoy correcting you? You think this is enjoyable for me? You're gonna get tired of it until you quit needing to be corrected anymore. But I'm telling you something, I, I, I just, it's like, we're 18 years old. You are a teenager now, an adult, and we're gonna move forward for the glory of God in unstoppable love, and we're gonna be His church like never before. There's a lot more but I want to stop there. Just to say this, God has His plan and there ain't nobody perfect because there wasn't nobody perfect in the Bible. So you're in the right place with the right people at the right time. Because how many of y'all got some imperfection going on? Let me just see your hand. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. But guess what? God has a plan for us to be one. Enough one in him, that our family, this church family, this family of choice proves that he is who he says he is. Let me pray for you. God, thank you that you're gonna speak to us over the next few weeks in ways that we've never heard, in ways that we've never seen. And I just ask that your Holy Spirit would help us as a family to represent you better. God, we have so many stories in the Bible. I mean, we get past those first two chapters about you blessing and saying, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and and how you breathed into the nostrils of man and he became a living soul. And just like one page over, bam, sin happens. And God, we, we miss the mark and we, we fall short, but that's why you sent your son, Jesus, so that we could be forgiven, so that we could be strengthened, so that we could be empowered. And I thank you for that, God. Just every heads bowed and your eyes closed just for a second. If, if you're here and you say, you know, just in my own life right now, I don't feel like that I'm a part of the family of God. I, I just wanna tell you that no matter where you are in your journey in life, you qualify, because God knows right where you are. And you, you might say, I just, I just need to get my life right. That's what this whole service is about for you to do that. And if that's you, on the count of three, just slip your hand, don't look at what anybody else is doing. It might be a husband and wife that does it together. You might do this as a family, but you're gonna you say, I just know I'm not right between me and God, that's where it starts. If that's you on three, slip up your hand. One, two, three, come on. All over this place, just yes, I see your hands. Yes, 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 yes. Here's how simple it is, you can put your hands down. Everybody look at me. How magnificent 1 John 3 is the love of God that He gave us, His Son, Jesus. And Jesus fixes everything we can't because he forgives us. So everybody just pray this out loud with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your love. Thank you for having a plan for my life, for my family. Thank you that I'm a part of a bigger family, your family. Thank you for the invitation to know you as Father God. And now I ask you to forgive me, to cleanse me, to wash me, to make me clean. Help me to function in your family the way you want me to function. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Make sure to get your copy of Pastor Keith Craft's book, Your Divine Fingerprint, and visit elevatelife.com for other exciting new content from Elevate Life Church.